I want to bring up something that alarmed me this morning. I woke up and I was listening to Matt and Sapria because I wake up to AM 640 in the morning. Alarm clock goes off and it's kind of weird because you wake up to your colleague's voice. Anyhow, I, uh, I'm, I'm listening to this story and the story involves one of our global news reporters. Her name is Karen Lieberman. She's on with Matt and Sapria and she's telling them how on the weekend... She called 911 because there was some guy that was passed out in front of her door and and she was worried about his health. And so she calls 911 and he looks like he's in some visible medical distress. Three minutes. She is on hold. Three minutes before they even come to her. Now, Chris, I've called 911 in the past. The only time I have called 911, thankfully, has been when I see somebody on the roads and I think they're drunk. Mm-hmm. So I will call 911. I am that person. I've done that too. I've called 911 for that. I happen to be able to see the Gardner Expressway from my uh, my window in my condo, and I'm able to. I call 911 because I saw a pedestrian sauntering up a ramp one day, and I decided, you know what? I think that's worth calling 911. Yeah, for. that's a good idea. But uh, they, I did not get put on hold though. No, they pick up within 10 seconds with me each time. You? Always had good luck. Yeah, always, always had good luck. But heard, I didn't think I it was heard, good luck. I've heard anecdotally that uh, other people have been put on hold, though. I did not think it was good luck until this morning when I heard this story. The uh, They also had the president of the Police Association, Mike McCormick, on in uh, Global News, part of this story. Here's what he said to Global News. I wish I could say that you were an anomaly. This isn't happening every day, but it's happening every day in the city, and we're very concerned about it. It's happening every day. Is that an exaggeration? Who knows? Toronto Police uh, spokesperson Mark Pugash had this to say. More staff would just answer more inappropriate calls. All right. Uh, Would uh, can you play that again, Space? Because I think we heard a bit of Chris answering the phone. More staff would just answer more inappropriate calls. Okay, more staff would answer more inappropriate calls. I mean, doesn't that seem to make sense? To you, does to me, we're joined now by Mark Pugash, who is uh, the Toronto Police spokesperson. Welcome to the show, Mark. Good afternoon. Mark, I know you just called in, so uh, you were just talking to Chris, so you didn't hear what I was talking about pre-interview. Uh, but let's just play. I was I was talking about Karen Lieberman, a global news reporter who had to wait three minutes before her 911 call was answered. She was put on hold, and so she started to time it. Um, and Mike McCormack had said that, you know, this is happening more frequently in the city. And you said this, and they ran it on a global news uh, report, and I want to get you to put this into context for us. Uh, Here's what you said. More staff would just answer more inappropriate calls. More staff would just answer more inappropriate calls. What do you mean by that? I think the issue here is, is fairly straightforward, and it's been an issue for a long time, which is the number of people who make calls that are simply not emergencies. The, the emergency 911 system is for people in genuine emergency, and anyone who uses it who's not in an emergency is endangering those who are in genuine emergencies. But the other thing to remember is there is a non-emergency line. And, uh, for example, yesterday the wait on the non-emergency line was a minute and 38 seconds, okay. which is not very long at all. And, in fact, the day that Karen Lieberman called, the average wait was 7 minutes and 38 seconds. She gave up and called 911. Seven minutes and 38 seconds for a non-emergency call, I don't think, is is excessive. What we have to be careful about Mm -hmm. is that those who use 911 are in genuine emergencies. That's one of the reasons why we've done campaigns over the years about pocket dials, about butt dials, uh, about people who should be calling 311 instead of 911. We had... At the X, we have at the X uh, a booth. Chief Saunders was there last week to publicize our efforts about 
who should you call? Because if it's a call about animal services, if it's about garbage and recycling, if it's front yard permit parking, those are all 311 calls. And they, they're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But when calls like that go to 911, then those people are endangering people in a genuine emergency. Karen Lieberman was told that one of the reasons it took uh, as long as it did to answer her calls, because operators were dealing with approximately 50 911 calls that were not genuine emergencies. Now, our view is, if in doubt, mm-hmm. absolutely call 911. But if you're calling because you know you can't find where your local Chinese restaurant is, or where, or because you know your pizza is cold, and these things do happen, you are selfish and you are endangering people who are in genuine emergencies. I have to, I have to tell you the. The emergency operators, and I, I know them well, are mm-hmm. the, the unsung heroes uh, of, of the city. They no one's disputing that. Every day, but they should not have to deal with people who are calling, who are tying up a very valuable resource for something that's not an emergency. How many, how many people were working the day that Karen was put on hold? I don't have that number. Uh, what I can tell you is that next month we're getting in uh, a new group of, of operators, but I also have to tell you that is one of the most stressful jobs anywhere. Um, and that's been the case, I suspect, ever since there have been 911 operators. The problem is we have our resources that are being used by people who are abusing the 911 emergency phone system. It is there for people who are in genuine emergency. And I think it's important to get that message out. When you talk about a new group of operators, are you adding to the amount of 911 operators? You are. We're we're adding. um, But the idea that that you add, if if their time is occupied with calls that are abuses of the 911 system, I'm not sure we've made any step forward. Uh, We take every opportunity that we can to try to educate people, and we're going to continue to do that. And when we, when we put a lot of emphasis on trying to avoid pocket dials, we saw a temporary reduction in the number of calls that weren't appropriate. But then shortly afterwards, they start creeping up again. And it's, it's something that I don't, I'm not sure if it's as a result of people's impatience, but there is a non-emergency phone line. And mm-hmm. as I said, the average wait yesterday was a minute and 38 seconds. I don't want to waste any more time on that, although I think it's an important message. But I really want to get to what the, the root of the problem is here. And uh, Mike McCormack has, uh, I'm going to play the second clip, Space, uh, second clip. It's, it's uh, this is what he said today to Tasha Carradine. He was on her show earlier. Here's what, what he said was at the root of the problem. Look at and, and what the staffing model are, what they call the minimum standards are, are up to 18 uh, people and we very rarely, if ever, meet that standard. We're hearing there are six to seven people uh, manning the phones. Is that true? Is the nine one one false phones? The problem is that Mike McCormick's answer for just about everything is more. We want more, 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 and the days of more, more, more are gone. And what we have to do, and I think what the you know the people of the city have been quite clear about, is we have to do the best we can with the resources that we have. And one of the ways that we're doing that is to try to ensure that police deal with things that are actually the responsibility of the police. And so all the calls we get, and it's described as a significant number of things that should be dealt with by 311. Are non-emergency, right. I I feel like we're going... Not not only are they not emergency, they're non-police. Sure. I feel like what we're on right now is a wheel, because I've got that. I want to get to the... You know, you mentioned this, Mark, that, um, you know, if... 
that it, it, you said that you don't want people at 911 answering calls that are essentially not 911 calls. Or but, police calls. Right. But as somebody that is just an average person that might have to pick up the phone one day and call 911 for any specific reason, and usually, you know, it's it's a, it's a our lifeline out to yes. the police, quite literally, right? Mm-hmm. So it's an important line. It's... it's- it's there and it should not be abused, right? Mm-hmm. But why would I not think that more staff is better if we're dealing with a bunch of calls that shouldn't be going there, but they are going there, but they're in the way of my call getting through? I want as many bodies manning those phones as possible. Well, What is wrong with that? Well, there's nothing wrong with that. But every time the police budget comes up, people are quite vocal in talking about the size of the budget and the budget has to be brought under control and the budget has to be reduced. And, and so you're getting a very clear message um, that the police service in coming years will be smaller. Um, that is the very clear message from the city. Well, one of the ways we can manage that is by not doing things that are not police responsibilities. We are often our own worst enemies by saying, well, you know, leave it to us, leave it to us. Mm-hmm. But again, th- that can't continue. So people calling up and tying up operators' times with things that not only are not emergencies, but aren't even police matters. And that's why we're working with the city to try to ensure that 311 can take some of that burden so that we're dealing with things that are actually police jobs that you're getting through to someone who you need. And I can tell you that the operators are magicians at prioritizing calls, at dealing with competing priorities, and ensuring that those people who are in greatest need get the support as quickly as it's possible to get it to them. I believe you, Mark, because I've called 911 a couple of times, and each time I've called it, 10 seconds they pick up, so I haven't been put on hold. Last year we heard that we may soon be able to text 911. Is that going to happen, and could that help? Uh, I think experts in the area say it's a mixed blessing, because one of the things we saw when cell phones became... Uh, when everyone had a cell phone, is that we would get 30 or 40 calls about the same crash on, on, on a highway. And so you know, is, it, is it necessarily a good thing that 500 people can tell you about one incident as opposed to 20 people? Mm. The technology has to change. The technology is not equipped to do that. But I think we have to be very, very careful that we don't create a situation where the 911 system simply collapses uh, uh, under its own weight. I feel like I'm going to walk away from this conversation uh, agreeing with both of you, agreeing with my Mark uh, Mike McCormick that it is a manpower issue, but agreeing with you that you know we have to stop people calling 911 when it's a 311 non-emergent issue. And also, I mean, I think you kind of hinted at, of course it's manpower. We don't have the money to pay for those people anymore. So, you know, uh, if 911 is our lifeline to the police, quite literally. What do you say to the AM640 listener after hearing you and I talk, after hearing Mike McCormick on Tasha's show, after hearing Karen Lieberman on with Matt and Sapria? What do you leave them with so that we actually have some confidence that 911, if we need it, it's going to be there? I leave you with, with one message. Call 911 when, there when there's an emergency. And if you do that, there will not be any problems. Mark, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Cheers.